When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The day I go, made a promise to my mother It's okay cause I'm gon' die for this I put my mind to this Watch all these people, how they treat you Got no time for it I feel no evil, got my demons I'm just fine with them And all these people think they know me It don't matter to me Cause I'm gon' die for this I put my mind to this Watch all these people, how they treat you Got no time for it All right, everybody, welcome to the Three Point Stance Podcast. I am one of your esteemed co-hosts, Caleb, with none other than my guy, D-Gray. How you doing, brother? You know it, you know it. Still a nation in the building, you know it. Back another week. Yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. Man, we had an interesting cat, man, that we want to talk about tonight, man. I wish we could have got him on tonight, but uh, I totally understand the business side of this, man, where – we got to go over his business side before he can come onto a show. But uh, shout out to Alfonso, man. Making the Steelers roster, man. HBCU cat out of Baltimore, man. Man, what's your thoughts on him, Caleb? I like him. Uh, I didn't know much about him until, you know, they they signed him to the three-year deal. He got invited to the mini camp um, for a tryout. And then I did, you know, more research on him. Dude, dude plays well, you know, uh, from what I've – seen off of the clips that i i've watched was uh you know he's got great vision um he's a very patient runner kind of like his patience kind of reminds me obviously not Le'Veon, but you know Le'Veon esque like the way he lets his line open up the holes for him and he waits picks and chooses I mean, I mean, I think he's definitely a good back, man. I think he's definitely a tough running back, man. Come out of HBCU, man. First of all, the, the dude is from Baltimore. Let's be real. There's yeah. nothing but monsters coming out of Baltimore. Tavon Austin and his other guys, too, as well. But, man, we got guys like him, man, undrafted, gets invited, man, uh, to a rookie minicamp. In a loader room, we got Najee Harris, where he's leading the load every week. You have uh, the Warren guy. You have Anthony McFarlane. You have a loaded room, man, where they just got rid of Benny Snell, which is a good running back at the time. And yep. now you got this guy coming in. And, uh, I mean, me personally, it's just like, as when you look at those numbers of that run, you're like, mm, I don't think that's a good fit for him. And some kind of way he squeezed his way through that, through his hard work, man, and earned himself a three-year deal coming from an HBCU. How hard you had to think that was for, for him, Caleb? That, you know, that's that's got to be tough, especially um, – we know that the HBCU schools uh, have a have a hard time getting looked at for whatever reason it is. I mean, there's talent all over the place in um, HBCU, um, and just like like we like we talked about earlier, like with you know you could bring up Dion, um, his complaints Definitely. with how the HBCU was ran. I mean, even Ed Reed. And how his his firing and um, everything like that. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's it's great that uh, he's caught on, and I think we can expect big things from him. Especially, you know, I think one of his traits is a great receiver out of the 
out of the backfield. And that was about to be my question, man. When you think about him as speed, a guy of like his size, you know what I mean? He's not really a big guy like Najee. He's not a guy that you expect to run over people. Throw, but he is a guy with speed. So when I think yeah. about guys like him, me personally, I think about his ability to better come out the backfield and catch passes and make people miss in, in the red zone. You know, all those. We think about – I know Mike Tomlin do a lot of man of seven shots and getting those running backs out the backfield, trying to create opportunities in those one-on-one matchups with linebackers and make big plays in open space. And he's definitely a guy that's going to do that. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, it's just his role is just going to be so maximized, man. And him being able to do so many different things with his speed is going to help him a lot. His thing is just keeping his legs underneath him, man. Staying healthy is going to keep him on the south side, man, being able to contribute and help the Steelers win because the boy got talent. He wouldn't earn that three-year deal by a guy that, that did have talent. So now it's finding his role on the team. And uh, it's funny, man. Me and my guys was talking recently about uh, uh, what is special teams? Like, man, is special teams um, – are those positions on special teams? I'm like, mm, yeah, they positions. He said, man – what is a special teams position of the guy that not the one that kicks the that, that returns the ball, but the guy that's in front of him who blocks him? What is his position called on kick return? I don't know. It's a role, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when you yeah. talk about it, the baseball I was saying is like, man, they was talking about how those guys earn themselves to the Pro Bowl. And I say it's only one way. It's just to maximize your role. If your role is to do that, like Rosie Nix, he was a hell of a fullback, but he was a hell of a special teams guy that runs all the way down that field and make plays. Yeah. maximizing your role. And I think that's going to be big for him making the 53-man roster is maximizing his role somewhere, whether it's Gunner somewhere with using his speed. Yeah, I yeah I completely agree. I mean, that's anybody's like when you're not, you know, a guaranteed first or second string guy, your way to making a team is special teams essentially. If you can make mm-hmm. it, especially in Pittsburgh, you know, they love their special teamers. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, so Definitely. so many guys like you, like you said, Rosie Nix. He made a name for himself on special teams. I think one of his mo- most iconic photos was the, I think it was the game after the Ryan Shazier injury. You know, he's uh, he lays somebody out on the opening kickoff. I think it was against Baltimore too, actually. And you know, he's lifting up that shirt with that five zero um, underneath. I mean, that's yeah. that's the way to make the team is on special teams. Um, special teams sends the statement, man. And having another having another quality back in that room, if it pans out that way, which you know we hope it does, um, you know that lightens the load for Najee. That gives you a three man rotation now with Najee. But my but my question there is right now I can see where you're going. You're eliminating Anthony McFarlane already, and my thing is (laughs) what happens because you say it's a three man rotation, but you say Najee, and you think about Mister Warren, and you think about Graham. But what about Anthony McFarlane? We forget how so, fast, how, how his ability is to catch balls out the backfield, make people miss, and how quick he is as well. So how do Caleb? If you, if you, Mike Tomlin and the and the kids upstairs, how do you balance out for those guys? How do you distinguish between Anthony McFarlane and Graham? Reason why I say those two because those two are the ones on the last of the running back list. How do you distinguish which one plays and who don't? So this obviously. You know, and this is something you and I have actually talked about on quite a few episodes in the past, this past year, because in my opinion, Anthony McFarlane was our third best back last preseason. The only reason why he was on the practice squad was because of the special teams factor that Benny Snell brought to the team. So I think I, I, I think we're going right back to where we started. And it's, you know, 
who can make the biggest impact on special teams. You know, Anthony yeah, McFarland had his chance as a return guy. It hasn't really worked out that way. Um, no fair. But to McFarland's advantage, he's been in Canada's system in college and now fair. three years in the NFL now. Yep. So I, I mean, it's it's just gonna it's gonna be who wants it more and who can make it that impact that we need on special teams. Yeah, definitely, 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 man. And I think that's that's huge. Special team is always gonna be huge, man. I, and I guess I was telling my homeboys that a t- that a couple days ago, man. If if you're not willing to play special teams, you won't make it in the NFL. If you're not a first or second round draft pick, you won't make it in the league unless you're a great special teamers. And uh, and all the, I mean, be real, all the athletic guys and the best guys that make plays are on special teams. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that's the first way for Graham to make his name known on the South Side is to be able to find his role on special teams. Because that's the only way he's going to find some type of way to be on the team to even accept the curry from Kenny Pickett. Because if not, yeah. you won't be there if you ain't doing no special team. And I think that he's a guy, man, that's going to work his tail off, man. And um, I love Anthony McFarlane, but man, it, it, it just gets more and more competitive every year for him, man. And uh, it gets more and more harder for him, man. And just got Anthony McFarlane had to keep his head down and continue to work, man, and find his way on the special teams, man. If it's not returning kicks, somewhere blocking for somebody, going to go block a punt, some kind of way to establish himself on the sideline, I mean, on the, uh, on the team, to continue to keep those checks rolling for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, before we get on to our next subject, you know, I do want to give a shout out to Alfonso. He was very receptive to us the past uh, few days. Um, just last minute, unfortunate, unfortunate circumstances. Um, he's, yep. he's in the learning process as well, as much as we are, um, where it comes to uh, his media team um, and him finding out about that. And um, sadly, he wasn't able to come on to today's show or um, um, the uh, live show we'll be doing. Um, but we're, we hope to have him on again, or not again, but we hope to have him on in the future once we hopefully <laughs> figure these things out. If not, yep, yep. you know, we wish him the best of luck. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch the preseason, watch him ball out in training camp, everything. Well said, well said, Caleb. I agree with you, man. Good luck, Alfonso. And then, but man, on to- some another great stuff going on today. Is you know who's back? Rudolph is back. <laughs> Mason Rudolph is back, man. I knew it, man. I knew it was coming up. Man, I'm so excited. I actually just shot him a text, man, and uh, hopefully we can get him on as well, man. Uh, but uh, I'm excited, man, to get Mason back, man. It's almost like, it's almost like um, when I look at this right now, it's almost like I don't know how to put it. It's, it's kind of like giving me the chills because it's like he's returning back to be able to, to a clean slate. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like he removed yeah. himself to come back to a clean slate where he has the opportunity to start fresh. And yeah. um, even though it's still the same system, they were there a few months ago. But mentally, it's almost like I was gone, and then I'm back for a one-year deal now. Now, <sighs> Kenny Pickett is a guy, but now how do I find a way to make myself a guy? And not yeah. just a guy, but make myself yeah. 
the guy that can be used. You know what I mean? And uh, that's kind of how I looked at Dobbs when Dobbs went to the Titans with us. It's like, oh, he went back to the oh, now he went to the Browns. It's like every yep. time it's almost like you restarting again and clean slate. Now it's like, what you done for me, lady? Make a new name. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's gonna be big for Mason Rudolph, man. If something lo and behold, we hope not happens to Kenny Pickett, will will Rudolph be ready? And I think that man, I think he's gonna be definitely ready, man. Hey, you for, you forgot about our uh, QB two, Mitch Mitch Trubisky. But I will say, I think <laughs> Mason um, coming back yeah. is with. I mean, let's be honest. You know, free agency started in March. Yep. It's now May. You know, mm-hmm. clearly there wasn't the interest that you know Mason thought there was out there for his talents. And in my opinion, Mason is a top backup, or maybe not a top backup, but he's a top fifteen backup in the league. Yeah, and we have him 100%. as our, and we have him as our third quarterback. And now he's got that that free agency session, you know, out of his system. He's going to have that fire. Oh, nobody, nobody wanted me. Watch what I'm going to do in the preseason. I, I think it's going to be quite a competition, possibly for QB two, even though. Me personally, I think Trubisky as QB two, he might be a top three backup in the league. Um, then that's that's my that's my personal opinion, and I know a lot it's, of Steelers. <laughs> and I know it's, it's a, a tough room again, man. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. tough rooms again. <laughs> it's one of those tough rooms, man. A lot of Steeler fans are, uh, you know, fifty fifty on Mason coming back. But those are the same Steelers fans that were calling for Mason to start after Mitch threw three interceptions against the Ravens yeah, and lost us that game when Kenny got knocked out. I mean, you got to love the Steelers fans, man. They're going to be with you regardless. (laughs) They're going to talk trash when you don't do good. They're going to love you when you do great. So we'll talk talk about you all week. We'll talk. We'll we'll bury you into the ground. Then you win us the game, man. You're – you're the savior. <laughs> I'm telling you. And as soon as you come out and mess up again, we forgot what you did last week. It's a new week, brother. It's a new week down, brother. But, yeah, man, I, I'm super excited, man. I'm thrilled, man, for Mason Rudolph to come back, man. Uh, it's been my guy, man, since day one, man. Uh, I always liked him as a QB. Very smart guy, man. For people that don't know, he works his tail off, man. I mean, this guy works his tail off. So it almost sometimes just makes me feel bad. Like when I was there at the time, he works his tail off so hard. And he goes out and throw a pick. And it's be like, yeah. how, bro? Like, you saw this coming before anyone, even anyone saw this coming. You did. Because he works his tail off, bro. Ain't nobody worth watching more film than this guy, man. Yeah. This guy works his tail off. I don't know how many times I just said that. You might have to get, a like, a point check on how many times I said. Mason Rudolph works his <laughs> tail off, bro. Like, ding, a ding, ding, works his tail off. And the hard work, the, the hard work, the, the the passion for the game, the love for the game, how much he cared for the game, it's all in him, man. And if people ever feel like that's not in him, they're absolutely wrong, man. This guy loves ball. I think what Mason has to do this second go-round is more so let the game come to him. Slow it down a little bit in your head mentally because I feel like he works so hard that he mentally jumbles things up. So mentally he's back there moving, looking, and stuff is moving so fast because he's seeing so much when it's not really what he's seeing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel yeah. like the so you ever f- feel like when somebody say when you study too long, you know what I'm saying? It's to the point you almost forget what you're studying because you're studying it way too long. And sometimes yep. it's like, man, you got to just get what you need to get out of it and let it go. 
And I feel like yeah. this go around, Mason, get about that meeting room just a little bit. Just a little bit. And once you get your proper information, let it ride and let your body, let the physical part do the rest. You know what I mean? So I think Mason is definitely ready to be a good quarterback, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And that's where you, you talk about, uh, you know, his essentially kind of over, over prepared and then overthinks. My opinion, you know, a, you know, years ago when Ben, Ben got hurt for the year and, you know, Mason mm-hmm. QB one. And then mm-hmm. he got and knocked du- out. And he got, back up. Yep, he and got knocked out. out. Yep, he got the, he got knocked out in that Baltimore game. Duck came in. I think that messed with Mason's head a little bit. And in my opinion, I always said, like, don't forget Miles Garrett. If you, <laughs> yeah, see, and that's another thing. That's that's what I love. That's what I love about Mason. That shows you he has that fire. He's going up against. You know, I hate to say it, but he is a one of the top defenders in the league. But he's not afraid to go head-to-head with him in that right. situation as a, as a quarterback. But back to where I was going, um, I think if you put Mason with Ducks, Swagger, and Moxie, man, you have a hell of a quarterback. Definitely. Definitely. You definitely have a great backup quarterback that can sling it, and he's going to say, yeah, yeah, you yeah, get the point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Baker Mayfield style. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. And I think, I think that's the point where Mason has to get to. He's got to let it fly. He worked mm-hmm. too hard to let it be that stuck up in his game. You know what I mean. I feel like not stuck up as a person, but stuck up because yeah. he don't want to make mistakes. So perfect. Yeah. It's like, bro, let it fly. We work too hard. You get cursed out during the week. You get mother effed all week for stuff you do wrong. Game day supposed to be fun. Let it fly. Yes, it's physical. Yes, you're going to make mistakes, but let it fly, man. All the best quarterbacks. Tom Brady threw an interception. Ain't no quarterback in the league ever went a whole career not throwing one pick. I don't think there's no quarterback ever did that. So you're going to throw picks. But throw picks swagging out. Like, man, I I saw that. I'm going to get you next time. It yeah. happened. The great quarterbacks does it. So it's like Mason got to get the game to calm down for him and come with that swag and drop and drop his yeah his manhood and let it fly, man. I think Mason is going to be once he start to figure that out, he's going to be a hell of a quarterback, man, because he can sling it. He has a pretty like a pretty delivery with the ball. Like he has a great. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm not too familiar with quarterback, but the way he spins it, it it's perfect, bro. Like it's perfect. I watched it over and over again in practice. He it's, he, it's he, a pretty he, ball. He yeah no I 100 percent agree like I it, there was one touchdown it was to George Pickens in the preseason actually against the Lions he threw a beautiful ball to Pickens and that's when like he threw that ball and I was like he might beat out Mitch Trubisky for the starting job like it, like yeah. it was it was that like he's got yeah, an man. arm he's got the, he's got the talent to you know come on be, man he came from to be a guy. <laughs> Come on, man. He came from a pack to an offense, man, where he was slinging all over the field. Yes. So, like, it, it, it's in him. It just got to figure out a way to slow the game for him, down for him, and let him play his game. And yeah. that's the part that he's missing. And I feel yeah. like that's what makes him a bubble guy versus a guy that's going to be a strictly a backup quarterback fighting for that starting spot. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, well, yeah he's, you know, he's not going to – at least here – you know, we we got that guy in uh, Kenny Pickett. You know, he ain't going. He ain't going nowhere any anytime soon. He's got that. You know that. You know, I throw an interception like you were talking about. You know, oh, I saw that. 
I'm gonna get you next time. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, he, yeah. He's got that moxie and swagger yeah. that we want. He's got it. Yeah. Um, for sure. But yeah, for man. Sure. I'm happy to have him back. You know, that solidifies the QB room. There's no, you know, uh, quarterback three questions. And if you look at the playoffs this year in the San Francisco 49ers, they, Brock Purdy was their third quarterback going into the year. Brock Purdy. And look what gets, he did last year. And he got and knocked out. look what he did last year. The, exactly. And then you think about, like, after Purdy got injured, what did they have? So we've put ourselves in a situation now, you know, as long as Mason and Mitch, both of them are still on the team come into the preseason. Um, we put ourselves in a situation where we are, we're covered. We're good. Like Mason, we know Mason Definitely. can win games. We know, we know Mitch can win games. Mitch can also lose you games and Mason can also lose you games. But, For sure. <laughs> For sure. but you know, that's, that's part of the business. You're not going to, you know, I mean, I think the, what was it, 2009 Patriots, 2008 Patriots, 2007, yep. 2007. I mean, they, mm-hmm. you, you can't, you can't win every game. There's only been one team to ever do that. And I was in the seventies. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But, but we also, man, I mean, think about it. We're talking about great quarterbacks here, though, right? We're talking about all yeah. the great quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett. You're talking about Mason Rudolph. You're talking about Mitch um, Trubisky, all these guys, and how he throw a beautiful ball and all that great thing. But he can't throw the ball to himself. So how about you speak about Cam Hayward, man? Cam Hayward trying to get him a superstar receiver back in the room. So the news is uh, on uh, Cam's not just – football um podcast i believe i got that right it's not just football by uh cam hayward he went out and said that he has been advocating for the reinstatement of martavis bryant i think that's huge man i mean yeah i i i mean the dude was a straight baller bro like straight baller yes he made some bonehead decisions man off the field but straight ball on the field man back during his slate of time here in Pittsburgh but yeah. I mean let, just doing a little bit of research on Martavius man it ain't looking too good for us what he's done for us the XFL dealing with the Vipers over there in Vegas man and uh I mean, especially when you're a guy that's been removed for so for so much for so many years you almost become forgot about so when you do yeah. get that roll around again. You got to make it count. And, yeah. and as I'm reading reading things about him, it doesn't look like he made that count. So my thing is, yes, he might get his opportunity to be reinstated back into the league, but without the team viewing his film, I mean, what are they getting out of it if he does, if he's not dominating his competition in a lower league like the XFL when they have technically worse players than the NFL? Technically yeah. on paper, that's what it said, but it's some it's some good ballers over there. <laughs> in all those leagues, there's ballers over there. So Yeah, and, and like I, I agree. And you gotta think, you know, the mm-hmm. NFL's the NFL for a reason, and that's all based on quarterbacks run the NFL. I I mean, let's right. I mean we can be honest about that. Right. Um, you know, and it i I didn't watch many Las Vegas Vipers game. I maybe watched one because Rod Woodson was the coach and Martavis Bryant was on the team. So I don't know how much in the game plan Martavis was involved and how many passes the quarterback potentially missed. I don't even know who their quarterback was. Um, but, like, that, obviously that stuff goes into play, you know. Um, yeah. 
like like uh, Deontay Johnson, for example. He had a really good right. year this year. Had zero touchdowns. So how's how's you know how's that look? That I mean that in my opinion wasn't quarterback play. That was you know offensive scheme play. But we, you know we'll get into that later. We all well we all know Montavious is not a bad player. Like we all know no. that we all know yes. Montavious can run. He can jump. He can hop. He can skip. He can do everything forward and backwards. We all know that. Yes. But my yes. point is when you think about his success over there, you think about mentally. Mentally, where's Martavius Bryant? Is he ready to be back in a system where he has to be controlled again, where he has to be told, hey, we have meetings at 8 a.m. Hey, you have to run to the 10-yard line and you have an out route, whatever the case may be. All yeah. those details, is he ready to be back in that again? And I think, me personally, a guy like him, he should be back ready for that. I mean, look how long he's been removed. And this guy can play, man, and I think he really can play. So I can understand why Cam is advocating for him to get back in the league because if he gets back with Mike T again, it could be rekindling him again to get him back focused. You know what I mean? And get him back where he needs to be. And I think that he's definitely a guy that they can use. They can use experience. They can use the the, the experience of him being an older guy, a guy that's been around the league for a while, and a guy that's just been through some stuff, you know what I mean, to help those young guys come along quicker. You know what I mean? So – I, I'm rooting for him as well, man. Yeah, no, I like. I'll never forget Martavis Bryant. You know, stiff arming Tyron Matthew against the Cardinals and taking a Landry Jones pass 75 yards, I think, on a slant all the way to the house. I mean, dude was a, dude was a freak, and it's just it's sad to see that you know, in like Josh Gordon, for example, it's sad to see yep. their careers ruined over you know something a substance that helps you ment- mentally mental wise you know it it does more benefits than it does not um and i i believe the nfl is lightening their stance on on it i don't know if it just I came think out they, but- i think they're increasing the amount of you can have in your system yeah per test Meaning yeah. that it was a certain amount of number you had to be at, and I think it was real low. And now yeah. I think they're allowing it to be in your system, but it has to be to a certain point. And it's like, okay, this is too much. Pop you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, And I think uh, – I want to say the NBA completely legalized it um, amongst the NBA, which, you know, I think that's a great step forward um, because, I mean – me personally, I think it does wonders for people. I think it's, you know, it's a good rehabilitation tool. It's good for PTSD. It's good for, you know, many, 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 many things. Check um, this guy out. This guy here is a advocate for weed. You know who I, the real weed hit is. <laughs> I did, did not say that. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just said there's many, many benefits, and I think that definitely, we man, should lean, lean more towards that because it would reduce, I think, many, many, many people's drinking. Um, uh, I which, agree, man. I agree. Which is, what's, which is what's crazy is, like, you look at Martavis and then, you know, Josh Gordon, they weren't getting DUIs for drinking or, you know – anything like that it was for that but then you got guys in the league getting duis left and right and all this or this or even like i'm i hate i hate to bring up henry ruggs right now but you look at that situation look what's happened to him that was due to drinking what happens 
what happens if you know I mean, that stuff I mean, yeah, so many guys, yeah. Yeah, so well, many guys that if, happen too. Yeah, like what happens if that stuff's legal? Is that guy going out drinking or is he, you know, doing that other stuff in, instead? Yeah. And now you definitely have a valid point, man. I definitely have a valid point. I think marijuana is becoming legal, so all legal around the whole world. I mean, I think the league does definitely needs to definitely pipe down a little bit on the on the weed thing, man. I think it should be tolerated as necessary. And I mean, I feel like certain people that maybe had a drug problem or anything like that should be tolerated differently. But the guys that haven't, it should be now all these tests, man, and which I feel like they do do that. But I feel like they still be kind of sneaky with it, trying to pop guys. And I mean, uh, but man, definitely the more the more I mean, marijuana has has, when they take that that rule out, the game would probably be a better place for a lot of guys. It would probably be more better. Because I've heard over the years, man, so many guys say they revert to marijuana because it helps the care of their body, man. And I'm going to say the names, but, man, guys that I've played with in the league has always told me, man, you should try this. But I've never been a guy that can get to it. I never liked it, never will. Still don't like it. Just don't like it at all. It's just not for me. I found yeah. other ways to cope with pain. But um, that, that, that was a pain reducer, man, by smoking marijuana faithfully every day. And it was like – and they play high level. We're talking about pro bowlers. Pro bowlers. Yeah. So, I mean, me personally, if it's getting you to the pro bowl, obviously you're doing something right. And obviously if you're going to pro bowl, you're helping win games. So, hey, keep doing it, buddy. <laughs> keep doing it, brother. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, that's – and like 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 you said, you know, I am uh, fully advocating. I think Martavis Bryant deserves to be back in the league. I think Josh Gordon deserves yeah. to be back in the league. Oh, um, man, after the year well, Josh Gordon had, he had a pretty good year. Yeah, yeah, with Ben DiNucci. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, and I wouldn't hate Martavis Bryant uh, um, being a Steeler again. I mean, we got a rock solid receiver room right now. Um, Definitely. I mean, they're like, they just added a dude, another XFL guy, Hakeem Butler, big guy. Like, I think Calvin Austin's our 5'9. And everybody else other than Gunnar Ocheski and Anthony Miller are like six three or taller in that receiver yeah. room. I mean I, th- man, I, I think he's gonna be a solid guy, man. I mean, he comes from the XFL, man. And, I mean, he's he's been great, man. As I look at look at some of the stats and stuff like that, man. Uh he had a pretty solid year, man, with the Battlehawks, man. Fifty one receptions, five hundred and ninety nine yards, eight TDs and ten games with the Battlehawks. Pretty solid year, man. I mean, he's pushing me, what, 400 yards shy of a uh, 1,000 yards, man, in the XFL, where you know in these type of leagues, let's be real for people that don't know, these type of leagues, things have to be evenly sorted. And when I say evenly yeah. sorted, it's just like every pre- every person on the team has to play because everyone yeah. is trying to get back to the league. Everyone needs reps. Everyone needs film. So to have 600 yards, man, I mean, that's a lot of yards for – one receiver when you have a lot of receivers on the roster that's getting the ball as well. So, I mean, he made, that just shows that he made made his opportunities count. You know what I mean? He's a former fourth-round draft pick, man. And, uh, you know what I mean? So, he, he's – I mean, he's definitely a guy that's of, of talent. You know what I mean? So, the Steelers yeah. definitely can use him, man, in that room. Yeah, like 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 we talked about before, you know, I, I he just didn't catch on uh, his first few years. I think this is a great opportunity for him. And you look – you said his eight touchdowns, I mean – I believe 
99% of those were in the red zone. And guess where the Steelers struggled in last year? Yeah. Yeah. Guess Jump what balls. the Steelers are addressing? Yeah. We got George Jump Pickens. Balls, baby. Six, uh, six, three, six, four, George Pickens. We got Allen Robinson, who's six, six, four, six, four as well. Then we got Darnell Washington, Kelly. six, six, seven. We got Fryermuth, six, four. Uh, um, we Hakeem Butler, six, five, six, six. And then, then you had the babies, Calvin Austin, Miles Boykins. Miles <laughs> <laughs> Boykins is six three himself, but yeah, he's a he's a baby. Yeah, yeah, he pretty, <laughs> he's a baby yeah. in height compared to uh, yeah, you know, like Darnell Washington. Yeah, but you then yeah. you got Calvin Austin. He's our little road runner. You know, he's gonna he's gonna be that guy that uh, catches everybody off guard. Yep, chest sweeps right with Canada needs. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. But I mean, I think overall. Overall, I think it's a great pick for him, man. I mean, XFL yeah. has a lot of talent, man. I think that that sometimes that league gets overlooked, man. And you see these uh, these guys are former draft picks over there, such as myself, man, in the USFL right now. Former draft picks with the Steelers, I mean. So it, it, these guys are spread all over these leagues. And it's just like yeah. when I sit back and think, it's like how do you find these guys? Like what 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 is Tomlin and, 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 and Omar looking at when they're looking at some of these films? Who is yeah. who is scouting a film? As they do they have a scout today, or is Omar actually looking back? So I like I like Butler. We want that guy. Soon as this is over, yeah. we call him. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, yeah, it's just interesting to see what makes him versus all the rest of the receivers say we want him with the Steelers. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, kind of a little crazy game, man. When there's a lot of guys out there playing for so much, man, because there's so much on the line for for these guys out there. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I I agree completely. Um. And I think, you know, as far as, uh, you know, I think we got mandatory mini camp coming up soon with every, I, I believe rookies go to mandatory mini camp as well. I know they're the rookie. Yeah. Mini, I know they're, yeah. I know yeah. the rookies schedule is a little bit different compared to, you know, the veterans, but I would imagine. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a little different, but for the most part, most of the guys going to get this week off after rookie mini camp, get the week off. And then next week, mini camp, mini camp should kick off with the whole team there. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be great. All the rookies will be there. Everyone that made the team from rookie minicamp to the team for right now and leading it to camp will be at Veterans uh, Minicamp. So that's when you get to find out about the guys as far as things going to start to pick up just a little bit for those guys. Like, yeah. they're going to still be running on day one install, but it's going to be a little more nuances there because you have veteran guys out there that have been knowing those plays, such as Cam. He knows what Canada's running at this point. He's going to be jumping plays, making Broderick real frustrated up front. <laughs> I, I can't wait to, can't wait to see some of the uh, interviews come out of this. But, um, but yeah, man, it's going to be definitely very testy for some of these young guys out there in minicamp, man, because I know it was very testy for myself when I was out there rookie minicamp. Cam Haywood was a load. Stephon Tewitt was a load. Tyson Aluhu was a load. I can keep going. I mean, Bud Dupree was a load. I mean, TJ was a load. I mean, Wobble, load. <laughs> big, da- big Dan, McCullers, load. Like, <laughs> big, every, load. <laughs> big load. I'm like, bro, I can keep going. Like, mm-hmm. Vince Williams, load. Yeah. Vince Williams, load. So, yeah. man, man, it, it was a stellar group, man. But I feel like they've, re- they've rebuilding that now, man, getting those guys in there, man, with Roberts in the middle linebacker spot. I think, man, he's a great experienced linebacker. I'm super excited about Roberts, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, um, you know, as far as mandatory minicamp goes, you know, 
this is where we'll end today's episode and on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, once, you know, mandatory minicamp comes around, you know, we'll, we'll dive into that. You know, we want to stay as up-to-date with um, Steelers talk as possible for you guys. Today's episode was a little, you know um, – uh, what can fun. I say? <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun. a lot. It was. A, it wasn't. We made it into a lot of fun. It changed five minutes before showtime, but you know we had fun again. Shout out to Alfonso. Welcome back, Mason. Uh, let's go, Martavis Bryant. And I mean, I don't have anything else to say. D, what do you got to say? All I got to say is, McKenna, let's keep rocking, baby. Peace. <laughs> I swear I'll never give you the last word again.